No, I got nothing to say. Step out, step out of the sun if you keep getting burned. Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, you are listening to I Don't Get It, your pop culture get off my lawn cast. The show that features the hopefully open-minded musings of two mid-40s curmudgeons as we stare down the impending prospect, is it still prospect, the impending reality, the inevitable truth of our entertainment irrelevance. I am 50% of your co-hosting team. My name is Noah Tarno. I am the founder, senior quiz master, producer of The Big Quiz Thing, the trivia game show spectacular. Joining me this time and every time is my cohort. Say hello, young sir. I am 49% of your co-hosting team. Uh, my name is Bill Scurry, and I am the founder and proprietor of American Caesar Enterprises, which is a corpulent, doughy pasha reclining on a gold sedan being fanned with palm fronds by two young tan servant boys. In your dreams, my friend. You could only <laughs> wish that is what you do every day. Do those See, I grew up thinking the real richest guys in the world were all dudes like that but i don't think that's true anymore well right? the question is where where would you find a pasha you know all right here's where's a sultan well, where's but there, a, there are guys like that in like dubai and saudi arabia right well that's Still the difference like between that. what like what's a sultan for instance what's a pasha you know like they um i'm trying to think who's the guy right. that runs dubai and the guy that runs abu dhabi i forget uh, what they're, it's a, called. It's a they're called well they're called sheik but they're, they're you know sheik is just yeah. i think you know a an established gentleman, not necessarily. See, uh, the, uh, the Iron Sheik runs that. The Iron, the Sheik, Iron Sheik, who, by the Khazra way, Vaziri, he was yeah. Iranian, which they don't have sheiks because... He was Iranian. Yeah, but I'm saying there are no sheiks in Iran. That, that is purely an Arabic... Oh, I didn't um, think of that. Sort of, and, yeah. And then in the early 90s, they made him play a new character. They made him play an Iraqi. Like, how screwed up is that? They made an Iranian guy. He played an Iranian character 10 years earlier, and then his new character was uh, Colonel Mustafa. He was an Iraqi. Like, that is... Me- he that's, must have needed that's that That's like making, back. in 1994, making a Croat, like, play a Serb or something like that. that yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Would have been terrible. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> we, we are not one of the 8 billion pro wrestling podcasts out there. It's true. Uh, so... Our remit is we uh, every week we look at something that's hot, that's new, that's young, that's happening, and we try to make sense of it. And this week's topic, uh, by request of uh, acquaintance of the show. Noted non-listener. Noted, very proud non-listener, <laughs> but still ad- advice giver, uh, Steve Flack, who till the end of time, I'll remind you, met his partner, romantic partner, because of me, so he owes me that's one. That's true. Uh, Steve Flack suggested this to you. You picked up on this topic. I mean, I think it's valid in that it's hot and it's happening, but you came at it from a direction that I don't want to say puzzles me, but we're going to argue in this episode. I think we have very different opinions. Most likely, yes. The topic is a the topic is a person. The topic is Benjamin Schiff Platt, aka Ben Platt, actor, singer, Broadway star movie star ben platt so ben platt was born on september 24th 1993 the fifth anniversary of my bar mitzvah how about that Mm -hmm. wow okay yeah how about that uh he is from the los angeles metropolitan area he was born into hollywood privilege his father is hollywood producer mark platt who you almost certainly don't know the name but he uh, is behind many of your favorite films of the 90s so, you know, he, he was born in the biz, as they say. And he was a theater kid, uh, did a lot of 
community, higher level than that theater. At the age of nine, he played Winthrop, the little kid part in The Music Man, a production of the Hollywood Bowl starring my girl, Kristen Chenoweth. And uh, as a teen, he briefly toured with a production of Caroline or Change, which I saw on Broadway, fantastic musical. He graduated from the Harvard Westlake School, high school, big, big high school among rich kids in L.A., graduated in 2011. And then he, um, he enrolled at Columbia, but he didn't last long there because he was cast in a touring production of The Book of Mormon. He played one of the leads, Elder Cunningham. And then he, tra he played the part on Broadway in 2014, 2015. Uh, in 2012, he made his film debut in a semi-former topic of the show, Pitch Perfect. He, uh, he was, I guess, the biggest male part in that, right? I don't remember, but and, you uh, Oh, yeah. No, that's that's where I first really became aware of him. And then he, he reprised the role in the sequel. He did a few other movies that I'm not familiar with. And then his big moment. He was cast in the, you know, out of New York tryouts, Washington, D.C. production of a new musical, Dear Evan Hansen. So I believe that was 2015 in D.C., and then it transferred to Off-Broadway, and then it transferred to Broadway in late 2016. It became the Broadway hit of that season. Uh, he earned rave reviews, including um, former colleague of mine, Adam Feldman, at Time Out New York, said, quote, Platt is giving one of the greatest leading male performances I've ever seen in a musical, and the thrillingly modern and moving Dear Evan Hansen is worthy of it. And, uh, you know, take it from me, I don't think Adam Feldman speaks out of his ass that often, so I believe he really felt that way about it. And uh, he won, Dear Evan Hansen won the Tony for Best Musical in seventeen. Platt won the Tony for Best Actor uh, and, you know, won a Grammy for Best Soundtrack and all that. So he is also a singer, as many musical theater stars are. He uh, signed a deal with Atlantic Records in 2017. Uh, in 2018, he and Lin-Manuel Miranda of yet another former topic, Hamilton, recorded a mashup of, uh, of uh, the Hamilton song, The Story of Tonight, and the Dear Evan Hansen song, You Will Be Found. All proceeds went to March for Our Lives, uh, anti-gun violence march, which uh, excellent cause in my opinion. And then in 2019, he released a solo album on Atlantic, Sing to Me Instead. Uh, he actually just released a couple weeks ago a standalone single called Imagine. And uh, he's currently starring, debuted in 2019, an original Netflix show by Glee's Ryan Murphy, The Politician. He is the lead character in that. And he's currently uh, shooting with uh, Hollywood's go-to director for movies shot over long periods of time, Richard Linkletter. They are shooting over 20 years a movie adaptation of the Sondheim musical Merrily We Roll Along, which is pretty crafty because that, that musical is set over a long period of time. Of course, so, one of the guys, by the way, this is a side note, but one of the guys they cast has already um, already been disgraced, which is a bad, you know, that's the tough part. When you make that cast, you what, say, who? Uh, I forget which one of the actors um, was it Alden, um, oh. not Alden Ehrenreich, uh, Ansel Elgort, I think. One of the guys turns out to be a real creep, really? um, and oh, yeah, fucking... so yeah. <laughs> that's a problem when you're filming over. Yes, it years. is. That's you really got to choose wise <laughs> in the beginning. But hey, anyway, that's that's off topic. Uh, anyway, that's a great. I my my nephews did a uh, you know they've been doing theater in the pandemic like outdoors with masks and I had never seen Merrily We Roll Along and I saw them do it a few months ago and it's I really enjoyed it. I'm, I I hope that movie happens because i want to see it uh and the big news this week the reason this is a timely topic not only you release that song imagine but they just dropped the trailer for the film adaptation of dear evan hansen uh which will be released on uh platt's 28th birthday and the 
uh, which is September 24th. So I guess that's the Jesus fucking Christ, the <laughs> 33rd anniversary of my bar mitzvah. Um, that by most units of time uh, are your bar, dear, your bar um, mitzvah. Yeah, those are the right. epochs. And, and if I'm right, I'm not saying it's likely, but if if he wins an Oscar for this movie at the age of 28, he will have an egot. That's he's the, he's got an egot now. I, he has an uh, Emmy, yeah. a Grammy, and a Tony. I don't think there's a da- I don't think there's a danger of the Oscar, but let's let's move on. I, you never know, but yes, I'm not saying gamble. Well, look, the dude's gonna be 28, like. I think his career is well enough that it's reasonable he'll get an Oscar at some point. I don't think that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. So, you know, he's a big star. People love him. And Steve Flack, I believe, suggested this topic because he thought we would both hate him. And even though he doesn't listen to the show, he delights at the prospect of the two of us shitting all over someone. <laughs> yes, that's true. But let's find out. So, Bill, you know, you suggested this to me. You are a slave to Steve Flack's suggestions. So tell me, what do you what do you think of Ben Platt? Well, um, yeah, it, it's it's difficult because I I'm trying to think of uh, Hamilton was the last purely musical theater topic. Even though yes. we are not talking yes. about a show per se, we're not talking about Dear Evan Hansen, although it is no, is a, a, a very tangential to this for sure. Uh, we are talking about the man uh, Ben Platt, and so yeah, it pays to look at his career, his persona, what he's done, what he's up to. Um, you know, it, it, it struck me as like, okay, I honestly don't know. I don't have any insight into how he does his job. I cannot tell you whether he is good at it. I can't tell you what his voice sounds like other than listening to it. I have no gauge of what, you know, listening to musical theater singing, which is a complete animal entity of its own. To me, it's, it doesn't resemble the type of music that I listen to and understand. It behaves differently. Yes, um, because there's no Emerson, Lake, and Palmer musical. I'm sorry, and I okay. wouldn't. I wouldn't go to it if there was one. Believe me, I would. I would sit that one out. <laughs> trust me. But uh, actually, that might be interesting. And about a rich guy, and the big number is Lucky Man. His when he dies at the end, that might be an interesting. I think you, you know you'd have better luck. I wouldn't go to it either. I but, think you, you know, could you could adapt uh, Carnival Nine because that is like close to yes. a forty minute song or whatever. You could yeah. you could adapt Tarkus as a musical. Uh, Tarkas, that'd be great. I could definitely see Tarkas as almost like an anime too. If you make that the, yeah. the future, yeah, yeah. See that that they should do. Yeah, I could see that. Someone should make animes of seventies prog. That's actually a good idea. I'm not going to do it, but someone should do it. Yeah, sure. Anyway, continue. No, don't worry. There's no shortage anyway. of anime, so we don't have to worry about new stuff yeah. coming. So I mean, I listened, oh, I listened to a bunch of his songs. I mean, you know what really put this in my head was that I watched the trailer. Uh, I guess it was must have been yes. Monday or Tuesday, whenever the trailer dropped, and um, I thought it was like a parody. I thought it was a funny or die or <laughs> like a joke because it's <laughs> it seemed so, like it the like the trailer was shot so ridiculous. The trailer looked like it was hitting all these beats that yeah. um, to make them. I, I thought the trailer. I thought the trailer did a went a little overboard in explaining the plot. You know, trailers seem awkward when they yeah. like really hold your hand to the plot yeah i'm not thrilled with the trailer but continue. well it's funny Sorry. because a friend of the show nick and another guy i know andy um, um guys who i play trivia with in new yorkers on tuesday night they they mentioned that it, this would have been extremely difficult in any uh way shape or form to make a trailer out of because you can't take musical numbers out of context you could set it to one musical yeah. number i guess if you wanted to uh but the problem is you can't cut in and out the way a trailer does with staccato yeah. You can't do that for the track, you know, for the audio track. You might be able to cut between the images as they did. So what they did for the for the purpose of the movie, they stuck with the dialogue scenes where you actually, by watching the trailer to Dear Evan Hansen, you do not know it's a musical. And so one of the first bits of back, yeah, yeah, yeah one of the yeah. first bits I of backlash. It was an awkward trailer, yeah. One of the first bits of backlash that I read that broke that day, in addition to 
clearly preposterous, you know, 41-year-old Ben Platt playing a tiny yeah, teenager. Yeah, that's that, that the big I didn't mention that. The big blowback is he looks a little old to be. I mean, when he first started playing on Broadway, he was like 21. And then when he filmed this, he was 27. Yeah. And he got some blowback. And he actually did a mean tweet where he called, I mean, it wasn't that bad, but he called everyone jerks. I think he should have stuck with it, to be honest. I think you rando jerks. I think he should have stuck with it. Honestly, fine. What, yeah, why'd you, why did, why, I don't know why you had to delete that. Whatever. That's not Right. Not, jerk. It's not like he, he used a racial But he's, like, he's also right. And, <laughs> yeah. And he also, he turned people to, he said, look at Grease. Grease, the most successful movie musical ever, I believe. Yeah. And like, you know, Olivia Newton-John and John Travolta were like 64 in that movie. <laughs> It's insane. Yeah, Olivia, Olivia Newton-John had prostate problems during that. Uh, yeah. yeah, but, but uh, yeah. So that yeah. like the tra- the trailer looked like a joke, and that was really my introduction. I don't really think I knew who Ben Platt was before that, and so I'm looking at this doughy-faced kid with these big eyes, and he's wearing this stupid not, long but wig. But not a kid is the point. He, well, I know. Yeah. Like well, he's, he's also he's got an extreme like he's got chipmunk cheeks. Just it's like he's he's yeah, got a very he boyish face to begin with. You know, he may look older now. He's hitting 30, but it's like he still has a very shiny, beautiful, soft face. Uh, you know, whatever. That's that's the look. That is the safe, uh, anodyne look of a person who's in musical theater. It, it is. It, it completely explains why he is such a marquee value on stage. In addition to his voice, as people describe it as being great, but his look is also very innocent. He's non-threatening. He is non-threatening. He's very easy for girls to look at and not feel like he's sexually aggressive because I'm sure, you know, I mean, first of all, he's he's gay. So, I mean, I whether you you, you get that or not, um, you know, there, there is something to it where it's like, well, he is not a creepy sort of John Stamos looking dark guy. I'm not saying John Stamos is creepy. You think John Stamos is creepy? No, but John Stamos has a sexual charisma to him for heterosexual. He does. Women. This guy, I, this guy, I, as a straight man, I can tell you, I get the John Stamos. I'm just, thing, and I just, I'm pulling John, shockingly, I'm pulling gorgeous, John Stamos yes. out of a hat. I'm just saying, as a guy who obviously has yeah. sexual charisma, this guy has none of that. I don't read it, at least. I'm sure on some level there is. Yeah, but sexual... he's not supposed to. He's, I know, he and doesn't that's, play those characters. And that's exactly the point: is that that guy doesn't thrive on. It doesn't. You don't get to the job. You don't get to the spot in life where he is, especially in his in his profession. If you do have that, it's much better if he's got this soft, safe face where he continually looks somewhere between 25 and 30, and he's probably going to look that way even when he's when he is 48 years old when he's 61 years old when he's when he's old enough to play Greece finally no who knows <laughs> uh you know but I I you know like you're hinting to it and and I'm gonna I'm gonna dive into it it's like I regardless yeah. of how good he is at his job uh and I don't I honestly don't know I'll rely on you to tell me that uh, you could fill me in and yeah. I'm sure some of the some of the listeners are, are gonna have a better opinion about this because you I've, they've either seen Evan Hansen dear Evan Hansen and they know what they know what they're talking about. They know what other people are talking about, and I don't know what I'm talking about. But it's like he—it's he, this this American story that is, you know, one of the frames of the day and age we live in is that people no longer the, the concept of nepotism, the concept of this this lack of meritocracy doesn't. It, I don't know when it went when we were kids, where it was like a little bit shameful. Or at least an impediment. It was something that people played down. And now it's not recognized at all. The leg up, the fact that you're standing on your parents' yeah. shoulders. Um, I mean, it's like... By the way, his father is producing the Evan Hansen movie. I, I, it, 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 people are talking about that. They're just mentioning it like, yeah. oh, and it's a, fa- a trivia. Donald Trump yeah. Jr. got his job at the Trump well, Corporation from his father. You know, and it's I, like... I, 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 I have... 
rarely heard a more, I mean, sorry to interrupt you and preview what I'm going to say. I have rarely heard you give a more unfair comparison than comparing Ben Platt's leg up to Donald Trump Jr.'s. My point is, honestly, with his fucking, with the millions of dollars he grew up in, the Hollywood cosseting, the fact that he grew up in the business, he was bred and trained in a lab from 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 early fetal shape to be a massive megastar he got I, I don't know he's got four brothers and sisters who aren't massive megastars he goddamn well then they are failures because they're not doing anything <laughs> they're not doing anything with the hordes of gold they were given by their parents you, you don't know what the fuck they're doing they might have more money than him you, you it, it's not about doing. money it might it's be a, bigger successes one of them you, might be a fucking veterinarian you, you have you, don't you, know that you have no cho- i bet you they're not but i bet you they're not because they grew up in why not I I, if they wanted not. to be a they had the money to go to if, vet school if they and, wanted to be know. a vet but i'm saying is that if you have access they? to this rocket fuel this developmental rocket fuel you yes. better well goddamn yes. be a tony winner by the age of 27 or whatever i i i think it takes a lot i'm gonna get to that i think it takes a shitload more than than da- daddy's connections help but daddy's connections tony, help of and course da- they help that's that is and that to is, get to win a tony and to get that kind of success on you have never done a musical the, the kids from fame were right. Acting is the hardest profession in the world. You do not star in a musical for a few years and be a lazy motherfucker. That I'm is not, a I'm, tough fucking job. I'm not and regardless of what lazy. you think of Dear Evan Hansen, he did that job. I'm he not did. was not lazy. sitting on I'm his ass. I'm not saying he's not industrious. I, you know, they don't just hand... Well, there are some people that just hand out Grammys and, and, and Emmys too. Let's put it that way. But he's Yeah, not, but, he's they, but Tony, Tony's less so in my opinion. No, he's not one of them. Tony, Obviously, for all the EGOTs, you probably have to earn a Tony more than he's, any of the others. He's got, he's got classical training. I understand that. I've heard him actually. I yeah. watched I watched a Colbert segment. We actually talked about the, the, the actual technical aspect of singing, which of course somebody like me would not understand how you know your body you treat it like a woodwind instrument you know this the resonance the sound the way air passes through those things are those things are fascinating on a technical term so no no doubt he's got that but it's like honestly uh, if you pulled like what if he didn't have all these connections you know it's like what what if he what if he you know hacked away on its own what if he came from a lower middle class family what if he actually I, I, you yeah. know, like you don't have to work that, that there's hard. There's a yes, there is a much lower chance he'd be the success. Precisely, I agree, and that's the but thing. There, I, but look, I'm, I'm not ha- I'm hammering him based on a phenomenon. I'm not. I'm not saying that he. He, you know, he didn't steal the gig from anybody. It doesn't look like he doesn't deserve it. it doesn't look like he hadn't earned it. it. Doesn't look like he wasn't the right guy for it. And I'll be honest with you. I guess everybody who on all the Adam Feldmans of the world, all the critics. I'm sure they didn't look at his biography. They didn't give a fuck who his dad was. Who his dad was would not matter to the critics. So I'm sure that the the, the rapture of the audience is going to see him and the comments, you know, how how uh, earnest all the comments are, the adulation he gets where they're saying that when he yes. sings, he turns into Evan Hansen yes. and how they Mark, cry, they yes. cry Mark three Platt times. Did not, yes, Mark Platt did not pay off Adam Feldman. No, yes, no, no, no. Also, play. you know, yes. Mark Platt did not make him a great singer. However, I'm sure that if he wanted to be a veterinarian, I'm sure if he wanted to be a singer, he had every advantage on planet Earth to make yes, him among sure. the best of them. That's what, right. that's my that, point. That is, that that's is, what that makes this, true. that's what makes it that very difficult for me. Again, I got this, this middle class chip on my shoulder where there was no connections whatsoever you know i got no help i wasn't i was i you know i wasn't even just standing on my parents shoulders i was standing on a ditch next to my parents so i was you know i had to somehow get out of the anomie and make something you know and i'm not even saying i did make anything of myself i'm sitting here talking on a podcast it's fine you know i I can live with the fact that my professionally (laughs) i didn't amount to anything My, my my father always asks why we don't have sponsors yes right 
Uh, speaking of, I listen spe- to another podcast. They have sponsors. Yeah, okay. Speaking of which, Noah, uh, Green Box is your choice for a healthy uh, uh, <laughs> diet. Uh, you can get the chicken cacciatore. Is that a real thing, Green Box? I, don't know. I never heard. Of- uh, I'm just know. trying to work on them so they'll actually sponsor us if they're if they're actually- hey they're, they're sponsoring us anyway. Maybe let's be nice and send them a box. Yeah. But look, I, I uh, uh, I'm, I'm done. I think that really what I have to say up front here is mostly that, which is where I have a shitload of suspicion. It's mostly, and, and, yes. and I, it's it's difficult to give this guy any kind of a court just because of where he's coming from. But what, what I want from you, I want you to tell me because I know you're a veteran of musical theater. You you're a fan of it. Yes, you're a aficionado. Veteran. I want to hear yes. your gauge of what he actually does because yes. I I don't know. I want you to t- I want you to tell me. Yeah. Okay. So you have no soul. Um, look, there's also the fact, and this is, you know, it's a big difference between us. I do come from privilege. Um, now I've always been a hard worker and I don't want to say I take pride in it, but there is the fact that for all the privilege I have, you know, other than the, the law firm messenger job to keep me busy the summer before I started college, uh, my, my dad never got me a job. Right. So, you know, I had a lot of advantages, but I was never, you know, I'm not in an industry that my parents know anything about or had any experience in. And I didn't follow him. I'm not Donald Trump Jr. I didn't get a job in my dad's business. My dad never ran his own business. So anyway, um, so take that. Just know that. That's where I come from. Um, I uh, have never seen Dear Evan Hansen. I always wanted to. But I know the music because... um, my, uh, especially last year for much of the pandemic, I was living with my sister and her kids and my nephews, I mentioned before, huge musical theater guys. And there's just a lot of singing happening in their house. My niece, who's now eight, she sings a lot too for musicals. Uh, so I would hear the Dear Evan Hansen songs be sung all over the place last year. So I became familiar with it. I, you know, read about the story. I'd love to see it someday. Um, so what I think of Ben Platt, first of all, I think we didn't really address the songs on Atlantic Records as a singer. I think those suck. I, I mean, he's not a bad singer, but he's doing this. I mean, I can't tell that kind of music. It's all, you know, produced and whatever. He's doing the same thing all these other singers are doing. The, the, I'm so sensitive kind of voice and the the echoing drums, drums and whatever. So I think these songs are terrible or whatever. Put them aside. Um, <laughs> from what I've watched... But that that's a different thing. Let's let's talk yes, about no, you're right, you're musical right, you're right. theater. Aficionado of musical theater, yeah, sure. I was more into it when I was younger because I was doing it. You know, I did. I never did it at the level he did when he was a kid, but I did it summer camp, and by the time I got to high school, I did community theater, and then I did it some in college. Um, he's very talented. He's got a good voice. I think he plays the part well. Dear Evan Hansen is a very well written musical. I think. It's one of these musicals that if you're not into musical theater, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? It's very schmaltzy, but that might be the wrong word. It's very emotional. And I think, you know, it's about a misfit kid and dealing with, I mean, the basic plot is he writes a letter to himself. You know, he's Evan Hansen, dear Evan Hansen. And, and through some mix up, non-wacky mix up, it gets in the hands of this other kid. The other kid commits suicide and everyone thinks it's a letter he wrote reaching out for help to Evan himself. And Evan has to hide the truth and all that. It's not played for laughs, trust me. Um, And Evan has issues, and I don't think they ever pinpoint it, but he's got mental health issues. And obviously the kid who committed suicide had mental health issues. So I think this is a musical that really speaks to teenagers. And the songs are good. It was written by uh, Paul and Pasek, this team that's done a few. They also wrote the music for La La Land, the movie. Um... 
So I think Ben Platt is very talented. I'm going to reiterate what I... You laughed. I'm going to reiterate what I said before. Yeah, Daddy got him the lessons. Daddy got him the auditions. I don't think Daddy got him the role. And you do not star on Broadway eight shows a week, seven shows a week, whatever it is, and sit on your ass, right? Unless you have a supporting part or you're... This is a funny story. A few years ago, they did a stage adaptation of Misery, uh, the, the the Stephen King book. And, you know, it was one of these celebrity casts. It was um, Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne as, you know, the 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 uh, the Kathy Bates character. Wasn't it and Bruce they, Willis? It was Bruce Willis, right. Yeah. And Bruce Willis, Broadway debut of Bruce Willis. I don't remember who told me this, but Bruce Willis was so fucking lazy that he... He could. He wouldn't learn his lines. They had to rig an earpiece in his ear while he was on stage for someone to feed him his lines. And I think it only lasted on Broadway a few months. I, I, that's my way of saying you can be on Broadway. I mean, he didn't win a Tony. You can be on Broadway and be that lazy, but you suck if you do that. Ben Platt did not do that. And the clips I've seen, I saw him sing Waving Through the Window, which is the big number in Evan Hansen and the Tonys. He did the work. He did the motherfucking work. And while I haven't seen the musical because I can't say if he blew people away, I can believe it. He is a talented guy. And while I don't like the music he's doing, he's trying different things. You know, the, the, the songs he's singing, recording, not musicals. He's trying different things. He seems to care, right? He's involved in charities. Like, I do not see what the criticism is. You could criticize nepotism. But, all right, this guy had advantages, but he did the fuck. There's a difference between having advantages and saying, fine, I did it. I'm, I was born on third base, so I have nothing else to prove. And like, all right, I was lucky to get to third base, and now I'm going to fucking earn it. By the way, The Politician on Netflix, I watched one episode. I want to watch more. It's very good. He's very good. So I'm impressed with this dude. There's a place for us. So, Noah, let's continue. You tell me, why is Ben Platt having a moment? Why is he popular now? Well, I said how Dear Evan Hansen was cannily written, you know, really aimed at teenagers and the songs are good. So, you know, it's got that kind of power to really speak to kids. But uh, Ben Platt, in so many ways, is the perfect theater kid. Like, he's the idolized theater kid. You know, all of us did or wanted, there were no opportunities for me to do musicals until I was 14 which really sucked. Like as a kid, I wanted to do plays and there were no plays at my, my public school kind of sucked. There was no theater until high school. How do you not have any theater in a middle school? See, now I'm getting mad about this. I haven't thought about this. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Um, so he's the perfect theater kid. You know, he did all this stuff. He got to start tour and star in, in, with Kristen Chenoweth in the Hollywood bowl. And, you know, he's, and he's, he's gay and half the theater kids are gay, but even those of us who weren't gay, you know, we kind of, for lack of a better term, felt gay because we were misfits anyway. I think part of the reason half my friends are gay now is because I, I had some of that misfit element as a kid. You're a gay adjacent. Um, yes. Well, I, I, I suffered some of the same slings and arrows, not all, some of the same slings and arrows that the gay kids did. <laughs> People thought I was gay. Um, so He's the perfect, he's the idolized theater kid. And then he's the dream come true, right? He made it work. He won the Tony in play, playing us, playing the misfit. I mean, you could say he was made in a lab, but I think he's got, for lack of a better term, more soul than that. I mean, I, I 
keep going back to the like, Imagine song, and the, I think those songs are terrible. But whatever, if people like them, fine. Um, but in terms of his theater work, he's the idolized theater kid, the perfect theater kid, theater kid made good, the dream theater kid, right? He didn't come from nothing. So he's, he's really the dream. He's not the theater kid made good. He's the dream theater kid. And the fact that, you know, you watch his interviews, whatever, he seems like an okay guy. Seems like a, a decent dude. Like, you know, you want to, it's easy to like him. Uh, also, I, I, I'm going to be a little catty here. I don't think he's particularly good looking. Mm -hmm. I think he's kind of funny Goof. looking kind of goofy yeah and i think that gives him some realness that if he were gorgeous i don't think he'd have uh so you know it he's very easy to idolize for for a for a big subculture a big subculture that you know is in the habit of idolizing people anyway i mean broadway's always done that um you know look back to barbara streisand so um yeah, he, he fits his role to a T. I think there's a lot of truth to what you say. You know, he... he um, Thank you. He's, he's you know, his, his thing, the, the, the look you're talking about is very soft and non-threatening, like I said up front. You know, he's, he's appealing to young girls. He's attractive to young men. And uh, he's got, you know, people describe a good voice. I mean, almost unanimously, there's this... Uh, you know, rave review. He's got he's got this good voice, uh, he, and and he uses it well. He yeah. knows how to use it for Broadway. Yeah, right. Good breath control, yeah. all that stuff that people talk yeah. about. Technically, as a yeah. singer, he's got all that stuff. You know, and I'll, I'll I'll leave it to them. The people who are more technically inclined to be able to describe singing, I can't really do that. Um, you know, he he's and let's you know how you obviously you can't. Um, there are a lot of people who do a lot of Broadway shows and they bounce around between shows. They are lifers on stage and they're incredibly talented people. It doesn't mean they connect with the right role that puts them in the right place in front of the right audience at the right time. But he did all those things. It cemented um, his fame with the right part on stage at a relatively young age. You know, I mean, he, he broke out exactly when these people get to break out. Maybe he'll be like a Chenoweth type where, you know, it's just like almost like a mononym along the way where, you know, this or, or people who are able to call the shot. Who's that woman who's on uh, younger now? Um, oh, she she was in South Pacific. Um, uh, I can't remember. It's a brunette actress, but it's like these people who are obviously just like rock stars and they continue. Bernadette to be, Peters? No, 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 no. She's, 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 I want to say she's our age. Uh, but she's on a TV show called Younger. Uh, I'm, I'm blanking on her name. It doesn't really matter. But she's she's been uh, a Broadway. I'm gonna Google. Keep going. Yeah, she's been a Broadway mainstay for like 20 years now, just because it's like she's so beloved. Uh, and and you know she has barely cracked into TV, but uh, you know it's just this is the right place for them. And you know they found the right parts, and they just become a legend at a young age, which is great. So Sut Sutton Foster. Sutton, Sutton Foster. Foster. That's it. Thank you, Sutton. Foster. She's great. Yeah, she's really great. I saw her in. What did I see her in? I can't remember. But continue. Yeah. Well, I mean, the reason why it's popular now is because he's having a pan-cultural moment. You know, he's he wants to jump out of the stage. And, you know, I mean, I've, I've groused, and I'll groused to anybody. I'm on the street talking about this, whether anyone's listening or not, about how musical theater is a strange business in that it still has this massive cultural sway in America, yet so few people get to participate. And it's yeah. weird that it yeah. could... It could um, People's entire career could be launched over being seen by just a, a few handful thousand people. And it's amazing that, you know, with, with a movie, you could say, you know, that would that would doom a director to never work again if you if you were seen by as few people as see Broadway musicals. But for some reason, 
or plays, you know, I'm not just going to, I'm just to say any live theater in New York where they're on or off Broadway, it's, it's a, you know, fractal, fractal amount of, of, of fans in the end to actually get to see these things. And not only that, they're incredibly expensive on top of that. So it's this weird thing. It's like, I don't know how this still survives and who knows what exactly what shape it's going to be in when it really starts firing again. You know, will it return to the same levels post pandemic? Cause it's been shut down for over a year. Oh, I, I, I think it will. The, the Broadway community is chomping at the bit, man. Sure, sure. That's going to come back. Yeah. So, you know, like he is uh, not to say he won't be on the stage again, but it's like I think that this is the transition between him putting one foot on feature film streaming TV uh, because he's already been doing it, obviously. But if, if Dear Evan Hansen, you know, if, if I had to make a guess, I'm going to assume this movie is going to be a little bit of a flop. I think it's the people who love it are going to love it, but it's going to be very critically mixed. It's not going to be a world beater at all. I don't think so. I'm not going to say it's a bad film, but I think it's going to appeal to the people who know it's going to appeal to them. It's not going to win over anybody new because it is so it is so nakedly a musical shot for the screen. Uh, which doesn't work. And again, him as the, I mean, I'm not going to belabor this point because everybody knows this already. Him as the 27-year-old man starring in a movie, which is by by dint of the act of creation and the proximity of the actor to the camera, it is more, it, it requires more of a buy-in and more of a suspension of disbelief than watching him on stage, you know, where they're running around yeah. with grease paint makeup and that little yes, microphone on, a their, lot. on their scalp. Yeah. Right. The artifice of stage is, yeah, well, it's it's a completely different medium. It is, yeah. it is. And so I think that that is going to look more preposterous when he starts singing these incredibly earnest songs and weepy with the flared nostrils and the crying and all that stuff's going to look completely there's, there's, But there's a lot of great, I mean, I know you don't see it, but there are a lot of great movie musicals. You can do that. I mean, in the in the fifties, in the late fifties, early sixties, movie musicals were were the biggest movies in okay. Hollywood. Congratulations! That was sixty years ago. You know, like that <laughs> doesn't hold that doesn't hold true today. And you, the audience, the audience, you don't even like West Side Story. You don't even like the movie West Side Story. No. You don't like the Sound of Music. I've never seen Sound of Music. Oh come on! Slow down, you crazy child. <laughs> Bill. This is this might be the most absurd question we've ever asked on on this show, but we ask it in every show, so I got to ask it now. Would you be any more amenable to Ben Platt, the the Platt Platamania, uh, platitudes? Would you be more of a um, what's the term for Ben Platt fans? Then they need to have a term for them. Oh, that's like a good a, question. Like a slang term. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think like about that. Platheads, plat tops, plat tops. tops. That could work. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, fan, would you be any more amenable to him and his art and Dear Evan Hansen, perhaps, or the po- you got to watch a politician. It's good. Uh, if uh, and I didn't even like Lee. If you were a young man now. No, I, I mean absolutely not. But I, you're right. It's it's an obvious it's an obvious answer. Everything he does is the most treacly musical style form of bogus stage indication. You know the maximal um, emotion where there's no nuance to it. it is you know it's I appreciate there's no nuance to it. Man, you need an education. There's no nuance to it because it has to be loud fucking enough. Fucking Dear Evan Hansen is all nuance. The whole fucking thing is there's, nuance. There's no nuance. It's got to reach the back oh, of the house, geez, so everything so has to be dull. up to fifty. The the volume has to be right. tuned up to fifty. On everything, it's every art, the every. art form is how you keep it at fifty while still having nuance. The ba- you've seen you've, you've seen bad musicals. How do you not like musicals? You're a Disney guy. I don't like musicals. Doesn't do you work. hate every Disney movie? No, but I hate when they start singing. 
That that is really oh, obnoxious. It's, it's like I love Disneyland, but I don't like any of the rides or no, any of the look, attractions lie, a, a, or any a, of the food an actual, like or a, any of the lines. A stage musical? A stage musical is the most preposterous thing you can imagine. Now, you can tell me Moana, okay? And it's like, look, I'm going to watch an adventure punctuated by songs, but a stage musical is watching a bunch of people pretend you know, that they're not going into the wings, uh, you know, changing a costume while someone looks at them and they, they smear uh, pancake makeup well, and they run back w- out. Watch, watching a movie is pretending people don't have a camera in their face. Or, you know, I mean, it's a fucking art form. Reading a comic book is pretending that, you know, people aren't drawings in a square. I don't think that, you know... The, you're, the, you're judging musical theater like it should... It's like these people, I don't understand musicals. Why people don't sing in real life? Why is it supposed to be sing real life? It's It's art. My, my problem with musical theater, among others, is that, yes, first of all, if a, if a narrative is good enough, you don't need songs where the plot stops and everyone just starts talking about their feelings. You don't that need anything in arts. We don't no, need art. But we also, have art because it, we love it. We like it. It speaks to us. The, cre- the, the creation and the construction of, of, of theater and musical theater in particular, the, the barrier between the audience and the, the actual art form, the construction of the art form, it's the thinnest of any art like you, you you are not separated from the actual construction from the the nails from the hammer from the strings from the wheels that move the furniture from the tape marks on the ground all that stuff is in your face and you know like some people love that they love the immediacy of it they love the fact that they're watching yeah. you know a movie yeah. you get to do a hundred different takes and you take the best of one take and that's all a guy any actor just has to be good enough to get one take out of 40. You know, with a, with a piece of live art, you know, you get, you're doing it all in one go. You have to know all of your lines and every night it's a different thing. I appreciate that yep. is I love that. one of the reasons why people like it. I've never fell in love with it for that reason. I don't see that particular, any, any theater I've seen, I don't feel exhilarated by that very, you know, by the tension held up by that. Uh, it does, that doesn't do anything for me. I'm not saying it's valueless. I'm just saying I don't like it. I don't buy into it. I don't see it. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a selling point. But look, what do you think of plays? What do you think of non-musical plays? I think they're tedious because it, it plays have this this surreality of well, this looks like real people um, in what looks like a real setting, but then there's this idea that they're going to stick around and sit in these seats for sometimes thirty five minutes at a time having a conversation that doesn't sound like any conversation you've ever had. Um, I mean, that's not every single one of them. But it is, in fact, a lot of them, and most of the ones that I've seen. It has its own surreality to it, and that's why it's it's harder to separate yourself from, like I said, the construction of the art and just sit back and allow the art to wash over you. You know, with a film, with a, with a cartoon, with a book, those things are, um, you know, those things are massaged. They're far and far away from you. You get to see something more, yeah, patched up. But, I mean, I, your, I, your, 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 your soul is just maybe so. Just, but I'll Rook tell you, the, the, a bigger problem ash. with the, a bigger problem with this and being a kid is that as much as I can now objectively look at this guy and say, well, that's quite a quite a resume he has, you know, quite a quite a thing he's put together from the age of nine years old to twenty seven years old, and who knows what his next thing. And like you said, he's one letter away from the egot. All those things are. Um, very impressive but it's like but there's no way when i was younger i could have gotten over thinking that oh well i wish i had a dad who was one of the presidents of universal studio you know i wish i had a dad who could green light my movie you know based on how great it is and i wish i had a dad who probably grew up telling me i was a special boy that i was i was the most talentedest special boy and that i was destined for greatness which i'm sure this kid heard at least once or twice in his life if his parents were la maximalists 
he got more of a, you know, substantive ego uh, nurture than I ever would have. So it's well, look, I, I think, Bill, maybe you don't realize this, but anyone with decent parents got a little of that. Okay. You unfortunately had a piece of shit dad. I'm sorry yeah. if I may say so. Sure, you may say so. I mean, did your mom ever encourage you? I mean, you have a good relationship with your mom, right? Yeah, sure. I don't think she understood, you know. I she I don't think okay. she understood what I wanted to do. I mean, I didn't understand what I wanted to do, but I don't think she was in a position right. to be able to advise me. But, you know, I mean, that that's that's not okay. here nor there. No, it, it didn't really come right. from a successful environment. There wasn't success around me. So there right. was nothing to follow in there. Again, there were no shoulders to stand on. It was, you know, more or less trying to, you know, get off my, if I'm standing on my parents' shoulder, that gets me to one, not to 50. You know, let's just put it that right. way. No, I, I, yeah, totally. Anyway, so yes. How about you? Would you have liked it as a kid? Him. Him as a yeah, kid? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Why not? I mean, I, I, I would have tried to be like him a little. You know, it's funny, the politician. Which, again, I, I recommend it. I've seen one episode, and I'm like, this is good. I think I'm going to watch more. The plot of The Politician is he is, it starts, he's in high school running for um, class president. And he's very, fo he's like, I want to be president someday. I studied the presidents. I'm following their path. I'm doing everything. And he's kind of a, a shit. You know, he's very mercenary. How do I win? How do I win? How do I win? And he's a phony and all that. I mean, I don't know. From what I've read, the future episodes, it's like he's older and he's running for other stuff, right? So, and by the way, he looks like a high schooler in this. It, it, he gets away with it. Um, so I had a little of that. You know, I wasn't nearly that focused, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to be a star. I'm going to be an SNL by the time I'm 30. And I think part of the problem was I wasn't focused enough to really try to make that happen. I was just throwing stuff at the wall and thinking something will stick. I needed to be a little more strategic. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about. So I, I would have liked, Dear Evan Hansen would have spoken to me as a misfit. I always liked musical theater as a kid. Um... You know, I think I would have gone, yeah, this guy follow a path. I want to follow this path. I, I, maybe I'll get there. I mean, again, <laughs> don't think I ever had a shot at getting there because I wasn't strategic enough. And for all the advantages I have, I didn't have Ben Platt level advantages, but you know, or certainly in that industry, which I wanted to be in. So yeah, I would have said this guy, he's got it. This is, this is the role I want to fill. So I, I would have liked him quite a bit, I think. Hmm. You know, you're killing Steve Flack right now. I'm telling you. When you cry, a lot of mucus drains, and there's a lot of sort of fluids that come down, and it's sort of trying to figure out in a very technical way where's their time to swallow that stuff and let it go down um, and make the sound. Yes. But the interesting thing is, once you've drained all that out because of the emotion and the singing, there's tons of room up there to send sound, and there's a lot of resonating space for the noise. No, is Ben Platt a sign of the uh, platcalypse? That clearly does not work. A, a, a plat, a plat collapse. A plat does not work. That does, is he a plat? Uh, wait, maybe, what work. if they're called uh, platypus, platypi? Would that be one of the, the fan base? Oh, they're called platypi, right? That sounds dumb too. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. His fans are called platypi. <laughs> uh, sure, why not? Sure. Why not? Yeah, anyway. They lay one leathery egg <laughs> in here. And, and they are the only venomous mammal. That's true. Did you know that? I did know that, actually. Yes. No, I think they lay more eggs than that, right. but they lay leathery. I'm told their eggs are leathery. Uh, of course this isn't a sign of the apocalypse. Come on. But, you know, Broadway TV movie star who's talented, got there because of his family. Ooh, that's really rare in Hollywood. <laughs> um You know, the question with those people is always like, okay, do they do the work or are they just you know, showing up collecting a paycheck because daddy, you know, threatened people. Uh, you know, I relate to him in that, yeah, I have some advantages, but I do the motherfucking work. 
and recognize, look, I don't know how much this guy recognizes his privilege, but he seems all right. I'll give him some credit. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So how is this a fucking sign of the apocalypse? Come on, man. Oh, no, no, it's absolutely, it's not a sign of the apocalypse. Thank this, you. This is, Thank you. this topic, I mean, the why this came up, and I mean, this absolves us from talking about the movie itself. I don't think we're going to need to discuss Dear Evan Hansen. First of all, they'd be very. So you're you're predicting this, and it's going to be like Titanic times Avatar. Titanic the biggest yeah, movie times ever. Avatar. Yeah, times. They're going to have to do a sequel, Son of Dear Evan Ta- Times Attack of the Clones. Yeah, that's how big it's going to be uh, along the way. Attack of the Clones. That was like the worst. Not the worst. It definitely wasn't one of the biggest Star Wars. Movies no, anyway. no, not at all. Not at all. It's, it's widely think thought, yeah. of as, thought of as the worst at this point. Or maybe, maybe after- no. Phantom Menace is the worst. Come on. No, people hate uh, Attack of the Clones worse than Phantom Menace now. Really? Yeah, that's the I I find that surprising. But it's a uh, you know th- this guy uh, Attack of the Clones. At least Attack of the Clones had C three PO and R two D two. Come on. Well, so this 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 movie. I'm not this, this man. This not this this man. This movie. This human being. This man, this you know, this, that's my favorite Jack Kirby and Stan yes. Lee uh, Fantastic Four story. This, this man, this, this man, this movie. Uh, yeah, so this yeah. is based on an, an obscure silo of entertainment, which is reserved for the 1,300 people total who ever saw Dear Evan Hansen live, uh, you know, on. and formed a cult around it. Uh, while no, the rest of us, like me and you, are, are doing the respectable thing and watching Eurovision uh, 2021 right now and paying attention to it. So, no, I agree with you. It's not a sign of the apocalypse. <laughs> Your eyes give life a new meaning. Bill, are you in any way jealous of Ben Platt? Uh, no, uh, yeah, this this is where sometimes you jump into this full-throated uh, agony and talk about being jealous of these things. It's like, yeah, I think a lot of, in fact, most of my um, reaction and, and, and our, our good friend, non-listener Steve Flack, Probably called this one right. He called the shot. He pointed his baseball bat at the at the left field wall of um, Fenway Park and uh, you know knocked one right over the wall because yeah I I'm absolutely jealous of this guy. for you yes but didn't he predict that I'd hate him yeah he was wrong about that so you can't you know he, he's, he's completely I'm wrong about completely that wrong. but again if he doesn't listen to the show what the fuck does he know that's true right? so I'm I'm completely where, where is he getting this info. From watching me host the big quiz thing 10 years ago? Like, I mean, I, I'm totally jealous that my dad wasn't a kingmaker who could build me a show business bed to lay in and collect the adoration I was trained to anticipate from a very young age, which again, I'm speculating, but I think that's the only way you become as good and uh, in the position that this guy is, is if you have this sort of nurturing and coddling. Again, he did the work, not trying to take away from it, but he believed in himself and he had a safety net. He was able to try. He yeah, was yeah, able to dare. Well, that's was, the thing. This, this yes. sa- the safety net. Yes. That's, that's, look, that's my privilege. I, I was able to do jobs in the arts and try out, try my luck at a crazy business from nothing. Yeah, I mean, because I, I had a safety I, net. I, I know I, if I'm hit by a bus, I'm not going to, you know, die destitute on the street. I, I've, had yes. some, I've had some friends who, you know, their parents encouraged them. I mean, not just to take a shot at the arts, but to do something that had an extremely low percentage of success because it was their dream. And it's obvious that they, they could tolerate that, that their parents didn't have fear of destitution and or or they, they understood that um, it may be a risk, but it's worth more that I, I champion this at every turn. And again, they had the safety to say, well, if that fails, you'll still be able to go on with X, Y and Z beyond that. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have, I, you know, I'm recapitulating myself now. I didn't have access to any of that kind of, um, any of that kind of support, any of that kind. And I didn't even know you could have a job in the arts. I had to stumble upon it accidentally when I went to college, realizing that, oh, I could be more than, 
some something back in Suffolk County that I don't have to live in this place, this this you know bland middle class nowhere, and I could actually go somewhere. I didn't oh I didn't even know I could do that. Didn't even know it was a possibility because no one else had done anything like that before. So yeah, you know I'm I'm have been busy living life on planet Earth as me, and I didn't have access to any of this thing, and so. I'm not jealous of his career. I'm jealous of the level and the accuracy and the machine he he put him he made himself into the the, the surgeon that he's become the expert the specialist. That's all tough. Yeah, you're you're jealous of the family support he had. That's yeah, yeah, and and as well you should be because every child deserves that. Yes, especially you because you're awesome. Yes, thank you. You know, as much as your soul is burnt <laughs> ash, it's dead. You're still a a well above average person in my opinion, which is why I waste so much hours of my life talking to you about bullshit. Uh, you know, my soul, my soul isn't so healthy, you know, itself. Uh, but every kid deserves that. Yeah. You, yeah so of course, it's, in your it's country, in your task. culture, that's considered magic. It's considered magic. So uh, I, I'm incredibly jealous of this guy. And look, I quote unquote take pride that my dad never got me a job, but. You better, you know, as a kid, I wanted to be a Broadway star. I wanted to be a movie star. I wanted to be on SNL, all that. You better fucking believe that if my parents had been in show business, I'd be in show business now. You better goddamn fucking believe that if, you know, Uncle Harry, my dad's college buddy who, you know, I grew up thinking of as an uncle, if that guy were some big Hollywood producer and could just, you know, if I could if I could get an agent by just picking up a phone and asking a favor of an old friend, I'd... I would have, I wouldn't say I'd be an actor now, but I certainly would have given it a shot. And since I'm a hard worker, I would have put the time in and I think I would have, you know, maybe not have Ben Platt levels of success, but something, right? Because it would have been a lot easier. But when I quote unquote wanted to be an actor, I faced the prospect of, you know, digging through backstage and doing shitty auditions and all that. You know, I took some classes and did a couple auditions and certainly did improv and did stand up for a while, but it was hard because I was one of zillions. And if I had to be one of only hundreds, I think I would have put in the effort to really give it a go. And that was my dream when I was a kid. And occasionally it's still my dream. So, you know, but I'm older now and I'm realistic. So, look, fuck it. I get to entertain people for a living in some respect. I'm a, I'm a lucky guy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm totally jealous of this guy. Absolutely, 100%. Um, so, yeah, how can I not be? I'd like an EGOT. You know, did I ever tell you my, my, my different goal now since i know i'm never going to get an egot i'm never going to get any of those awards no you're going to come up under act, is it a toge what are you going to get no i am going to get i want to call it a hold egot mm-hmm. which means in my life i would have held each one of those awards right just like physically held one <laughs> so i gotta catch up at this point i'm only emmy i've held an emmy yes but i have to physically pick up handle i mean i should have posed for a photo but this is pre-iphone um i just want to physically handle a genuine copy of each one of those awards before i die who do i ha- that's who it. do i handle who do i handle? so i've handled an emmy yes uh, a former roommate of mine his aunt was a producer for david letterman and has several emmys and visiting her apartment once she let me hold one of her emmys so that was that was quite a thrill so now i need to hold a god and if i do that i that will be my version of an egot i like that i have settled for that but but when i was 16 17 18 i would have told you i really did want it i mean i don't think i was so much of an egomaniac i i thought oh if i get one of those i'll be a winner Mm -hmm. um but you know so obviously i'm jealous of this dude how can i not be but yeah a hold egot that that when you failed in life 
to be a superstar actor that sh- or or artist that should be your goal a hold you got hold you got yeah Con- right? contact you got yeah contact you got uh uh, ta- uh what what's the word yeah, ta- um, tactile you got right tactile you got yeah. so not even hold touch so let's say tactile egot. To fall over drunk and someone goal. who just won one and have your hand touch. Yes, it. accidentally accidentally fall over and, and the award goes up your anal cavity. That should be, sorry. That's, That's the minimum. It's got to be complete complete uh, yes. colonic contact. It, right, one in a million shot, Doc. I was I was vacuuming naked and then all one of a sudden. One in a million shot. All right, so Noah, uh, going yeah. to the Filonian, uh, fallopian, scalopian. Fallopian, scalopian, scale, yeah. The, the, the scorpion yes. scale, uh, yes. The scorpion uh, scale. So where, yes. where where does this guy fall on on that uh, range? Uh, you know, he's in the realm of very talented people who, you know, I'm not gonna follow him around on tour or whatever. Uh, I can appreciate their art, but you know, they're not my favorite. So, by the way, don't you think this guy looks like Michael Sarah? Yeah, he comes from that same very sweet, open, yeah, young, preternatural young face. Very, yeah. very much, yes. So this guy, you know, he's in that little, little, little pond with Aubrey Plaza and Sean Mendez, uh, you know, and uh, what's his name, uh, Troy Savon, and you know, these people are fine when they show up in a project. Oh, okay, that's a bit of a recommendation, but I'm not going to go run out and and see it just because it's got Ben Platt in it. Uh, but yeah, you know. Thumb, thumb, thumbs up. He's he's above the the baseline certainly in that little little circle. Like maybe we need another axis, like axis of quality versus do I care or not? Well, I think we get to. And he's sort of he's sort of a few inches below center of caring. We get right? to interpret the the Scalopian scale any way we want. Essentially, we can change the throw it out. Yes, it's come a, up a new scale. Come up, you know, our motherfucking be, scale. It's yeah. our motherfucking scale. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I can't uh, I can't stand his voice, you know that the, the theatrical, the over earnest theatricality. I, I I hate all that bullshit. I mean, so it's you know it's obviously really hard. to But say. that's how you get the fiftieth row. Yeah, yes, you're right. Yes, no, you're you're right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I do, do my John Lithgow impression. Um, you know, ultimately the inheritance issue here is just it's just too hard for me to. I, I can't let it go. I can't let it go. But I'm okay with that. I'm really all right with that. I'll I'll assume the brickbats. I'll I'll take whatever that means. Uh, so this to me is like our, uh, this has been taped to a rocket headed to the bottom of our scheme. You know, I, I honestly think that this guy is the Snyder cut of maximal schmaltz. Oh, come on. You're gonna have to live with it, my friend. That's all there is to it. Hey, I don't so like it. He, he, wait, the bottom, like he's worse than Ryan's world. He's worse than David. No, Dobrik? no, no. It's it, towards, towards the bottom. I'm saying it's like the Snyder cut. Wasn't he kind of looks like, he kind of looks like David Dobrik. Don't you? Kind of looks like Ryan's world too, you know? No, he doesn't. How much he's you want to bet he's like going to play? Ryan. He's going to play Ryan in the Ryan's World adaptation. <laughs> <laughs> well, by then he'll be sixty and he'll be playing a six-year-old. Yeah, so yeah, we'll no, that, that makes As he gets older, he's going to play younger and younger characters. <laughs> Benjamin Button. He'll be he'll, he'll be playing a sperm when he's uh, eighty-five years old. <laughs> All right, everybody, that uh, takes us to the end of another episode. If you'd like to find past episodes of this here program. Pogrom? No. Uh, look on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Tweet to us, Noah and Bill Show. Write to us, Noah and Bill don't get it at gmail.com. Give us a review on any of these fine services because that's how people find podcasts. I am raving and ranting about the validity of musical theater and issues of inheritance on Twitter at William Scurry. My YouTube uh, content, my video content, essays and whatnot is youtube.com slash amcaesar. And now here comes Noah. Uh, check out bigquizthing.com to find out all about our uh, yeah, space now. 
spacing out about what I do all day, every day. Uh, the finest in trivia service nationwide, corporate and private trivia events, occasional public events. Uh, we actually got a, uh, it looks like July, we're going to do a couple really fun virtual public fundraisers. Uh, so I'm not ready to announce those, but we're, we're working with some excellent sponsors. Uh, and those are going to be green box, kind of unique opportunities. We're not working with Greenbox. Better than that. Okay. These are charities. Wow, even better than Greenbox, man. Uh, and, you know, our, our number one job these days is figuring out our in-person return, you know, because we want to get back to doing doing events in person, not just virtual is great, and it's not but going ca- away. California goes live on June 15, right, pretty much? Uh, yeah, but, you know, goes live with different venues and different rules, and yeah. we have our own rules. So, you know, we want to we want to figure out how to entertain you best while still keeping everyone safe. Uh, so go to BigQuizThing.com, learn more, hire us, follow us on uh, Twitter and Facebook at BigQuizThing. And uh, yeah, see, see you on the trivia side, yo. Uh, platypus. Platypi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> See, the, yeah, the art fans are called Platypi as well, which is just a coincidence. It makes no sense. All right, everybody. Until yeah. next week's wonderful, luxuriant audio episode. We, we don't, don't get, get it. it. A production of American Caesar Enterprises 2021.